So I want to go right into God's word and share something practical that God has laid on my heart for this week. Going through the week, I realized, you know, it's important to talk about fear. It's important to talk about fear because people are living in fear. That's the reality of our world today. There are so many who are living in great amount of fear uh, with, with a lot of uncertainty in their hearts that maybe I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe uh, I don't know how long this virus is going to last. Maybe I might lose someone, love someone special to me. So many fears have plagued the hearts and minds of people. And it's important for us to be reminded that God has not given us a spirit of fear. That God did not design us to live in fear. In fact, when we live in fear, it's against God's systems. It's against God's design. It's a very unnatural thing. See, there is a good side to fear and there's a bad side to fear. And I'm talking about the negative side of fear where it causes anxiety, where it causes so many other stress hormones to be released in your body and sometimes you just become drained, not because you did anything but because you were afraid of something. And I was reading through this morning, you know, about some medical research on fear and they said like this, a very interesting statement, they said, fear is physical. Fear is physical. So when you're afraid of something, your entire body goes under, under a lot of stress. When you're afraid of something, your entire body is, just comes under a lot of stress and it's, it's just not good for your, for your body. You know, uh, a couple of days, you know, just yesterday or day before, my wife was sharing news about uh, how many have died just out of the fear of COVID-19. And it was interesting to know that someone died just out of fear, they were tested positive, they didn't have any major symptoms, they tested positive, but they committed suicide because they had this virus. So many people act out of fear. And if we allow fear to take a hold of our lives, then we may also lose our own life. That is something we have to be very careful of. The more we allow fear, even a thought that comes to us saying, maybe, you know, something bad is going to happen to you. Uh, maybe something, you know, terrible is going to happen to you. And you give in to that thinking, oh, is it? Oh, is it going to happen? That can even, that can, that thought can eventually take our life away. Many times we may not realize that our decision in many circumstances are driven by fear. Our decision making process can even be driven by fear. Fear drives the way we even talk to people. Fear even drives the way we think. Fear has become a part of our life that we may not even realize sometimes. We may think that, oh, I'm bold, I'm strong, I'm courageous, I can, I can do anything, you know, I can go about my day and, you know, be successful at whatever I'm doing because I'm fearless, I'm fearless. But the reality is there will be some fear. There will be some area of our life where there is fear. Some area of our life where we are afraid. It doesn't matter how, many, how strong you are or how many, how many packs you have on your abs. It doesn't matter. Fear can attack anyone at any time. And we have to learn how to deal with fear in our life. For the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about uh, dealing with insecurities and dealing with failures. And today, I want to talk to you on the subject called dealing with fear. Amen. Shall we look into the Lord in prayer before we go into the word? Father, we want to thank you because you are the God who speaks to us in the point of our need. And Father, you know what your people are going through. 
And I pray, Lord, that even as we hear from your word, even as I share, that you would speak, O Lord, that you would minister to each one specifically and help them overcome every fear that is plaguing their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to I want to turn your attention to Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 1 to 5. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 1 to 5. I like the story of Nehemiah because you know this story of Nehemiah shows us what happens when we live life without fear. When we live life without fear. Because Nehemiah is facing a situation here. In Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 1 it says like this now when Sanballat had heard that we were building the wall he was angry and greatly enraged and he jeered at the Jews and he said in the presence of his brothers and of the army of Samaria who are these feeble what are these feeble Jews doing will they restore it for themselves will they sacrifice will they finish up in a day will they revive stones out of the heaps of rubbish and burned once at at that was three tobia the ammonite was beside him and he said yes what they are building if a fox goes up on it it he will break down their stone wall was four hear o god for we are despised turn back their taunt on their own heads and give them up to be plundered in a land where they are captives was five do not cover their guilt and let not their sin be blotted out from your sight for they have provoked you to anger in the presence of the builders there's an interesting incident that we see happening here now if you look at the history if you look at what's happening here historically uh, this is a time when a uh, few captives from few exiles rather came from the land of babylon to rebuild the temple and under king cyrus he allowed them to go back and rebuild uh, the temple in jerusalem because what had happened is because of the sins of people of israel god had allowed the babylonians to destroy the temple completely so what solomon had built was destroyed down to the ground and now people are coming back like nehemiah zerubbabel and a few others ezra are coming back to to rebuild the temple now when they undertake a project like this what they face is opposition what they face is opposition from the people who were living there around that area because all these years they were out of jerusalem and now they've come back to their homeland and they're trying to do something and and look at the way they talk to them and it says like this and he said in their presence of of his brothers and of the army of syria samaria who are these feeble jews what are they doing will they restore it for themselves will they sacrifice will they finish it up in a day will they revive the stones out of the heaps of rubbish You see what's happening here you know all these negative statements who are what are these people doing what are these Jews doing can they do it will they sacrifice will they finish it up in a day will they revive the stones out of the heaps of rubbish you see statements like these can ignite fear in a person's heart and i'm sure as i you know as i meditate and analyze this was it's it's highly possible that nehemiah when you when you would have heard these words fear would have come into her it come into his heart you know sometimes when we are doing something and people come and ask us hey what are you doing are you even are you even capable of doing that immediately you know our mind will go into a mode and will make us feel like am i capable am i worthy i don't know someone is commenting on me 
someone is criticizing me i don't know what people are saying about me a lot of thoughts will come into our mind a lot of thoughts will sometimes lead us in the wrong direction and will ignite fear in our hearts but you see how nehemiah responds to the situation how this nehemiah responds to the situation you see all these people are coming and talking against him but what does nehemiah do what does nehemiah do he does not talk back to them again but he goes into a time of prayer saying in verse 4 here o our god for we are despised turn their taunt back on their own heads and give them up to be plundered in the land you see what nehemiah is doing he's dealing with the fear that is coming towards him the enemy is there shooting arrows of fear you know taunting him with all these words oh what are these feeble jews doing even if a fox goes up their stone wall will break they're mocking at him and he might be you know wondering what am i doing is it even worth fear and uncertainty might have come into his life but at that moment nehemiah does not respond back to them but rather looks unto god and prays You see it's so important to deal with fear in our life and I and I look at Nehemiah's life and I wonder if Nehemiah had responded to the situation with great fear then the construction of the temple would have stopped that reminds us of something that reminds us of something that if we were to respond to every criticism every word every situation with fear in our hearts then we cannot survive this that's the reality and let me put it in other words also if we respond to fear if we respond to every situation with a lot of fear in our life then we cannot fulfill god's will and god's purpose for our life and brother you look at the life of nehemiah when they come mock at him ridicule him when nehemiah looks into the lord because he knows that only god can help him deal with every fear it's important for us to remind these things though it's very simple and practical it is important for us to remind that when someone comes against us we have to look unto the lord and ask him for help because only he can help us overcome every fear he can help us deal with every fear in our life it's very important to do that when we fail to do that when fear takes a grip of us when fear takes a hold of us i tell you we will not be able to rejoice in what god is doing even if god does a miracle right before our eyes because there is so much of fear in our hearts we will not be able to be at peace we must understand how fear comes into our life we must try to probe and understand because when fear comes into our hearts we must try to analyze maybe there is an opening maybe there is a gap maybe there is a foothold for the enemy to work and that is why there is fear that is coming into our life we need to understand why fear comes into a man's life fear will come into your life or fear will come into my life or our life when we do anything against god's will and purpose anything against god's will and purpose the moment we open up ourselves to the things of the world and that is why i often share about that being holy being set apart for god is key because the moment we are not set apart fear will come into our life last week if you listen to the bible study session i was sharing about israel and and why they fell into false worship and one of the points that i shared was that they feared disaster from these gods it's not that these gods are greater 
but they just fear disaster that you know maybe if we do not worship those gods baal kemosh molek if we do not worship them they will not you know help us live in peace they'll cause disaster so let's worship them so that they can also be happy with us that is one of the reasons why israel worshiped they feared these gods they feared these gods so when 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 a person goes off in the opposite direction against god's will fear will lead them to do more things against god fear will automatically comes will come into your life and what fear will do is that it will keep pushing you in the wrong direction fear will never take you closer to god but it will always keep you in the wrong direction and in the path that is up away from the lord and i was i was reading about fear today morning and someone said like this that fear can also become a pleasure fear can also become a pleasure you see when a person who goes on a roller coaster ride even though he is afraid of the height and at the speed at which this thing, this vehicle moves he still goes he still does it and so many of us do that why because it gives him that thrill and so when you look at fear when you observe fear fear can also become a place where we find comfortable to be though there is solution we would rather go back sit in our rooms in the corner and ponder over all the thing that's happening in our life and fear can even become an addiction you know i've often noticed that people often talk about oh i'm a failure oh i'm i'm going through this i'm going through that and they will keep repeating it over and over again they're doing that because they've found a comfortable spot inside of fear they found like a place to you know to relax and unwind inside fear fear can become a pleasure in our life sometimes and it will always lead us in the opposite direction it lead us in ways away from god and sometimes you know we will we will go through certain kind of fear and we will face one situation after another one we will be okay with it because somehow we have been convinced now that this is how life is going to be it's surrounded by fear at all times but we've got to change the way we live because when we get comfortable with fear we move away from the lord when we get used to living in fear and being scared of every situation we are withdrawing ourselves from the lord try this at home you know go home and when you are afraid of something try to sit down and pray it'll always be very challenging when you have so much of fear and uncertainty in your heart it will always be a very challenging thing to pray if you're thinking of all this the, the all the things that are happening in your life it will always be challenging to pray because fear will withdraw you from the presence of god and if there is any trace of fear from your life we must ask god god would you please help me would you please help me overcome any fear I don't know what fear you might be facing. I don't know what what kind of fear that you might be experiencing today. I do not know about your circumstance, but whatever it is, I believe there is healing and restoration in God. I believe God will help you deal with every fear, just as Nehemiah. Just as Nehemiah when he heard those words, he did not respond to those people, but he prayed to God. Just as Nehemiah when we look into the Lord and say, "Master, would you help me deal with this situation?" you will be able to live in boldness and not in fear amen amen it's very important to overcome fear and i pray that church that we would learn day after day on how to overcome 
fear. Amen. So before I go on to talk about how we can overcome fear, I want to talk about why does fear come to us. I want to continue talking about why does fear come to us. The first thing I shared is when we live apart from God's will, fear will come to us. And the second reason why fear comes to us is that is when we feel like we are losing control over something that we had. Maybe a job, you know, when we're kind of in that stage when we're going to lose something that's important to us, that's valuable to us, immediately fear will come into our life. And also when there is uncertainty in our hearts. Because as human beings, all of us like to be sure of our future. All of us like to have a very stable and a, and a steady future. All of us like to, you know, many of us invest in making sure that when we hit 60 or when we become 70, make sure that we have enough to survive during those times. We like to be certain of the future. But when there is uncertainty, then all of a sudden this bank that you put your money in shuts down and they've sealed, saying that you cannot take any more deposits more than 10,000 or 5,000 or more than a lakh, fear will kick into your life. And also fear will come when you're not ready to deal with conflict. When someone comes to you and argues and fights against you, and uh, if you're not ready to give the right kind of answer, or a good answer, then fear will come into your life. Many times people will take in everything others say, they won't say or reply back anything or even won't pray in that situation, but rather go back in their rooms, shut the doors, sit quietly and think over everything that has happened to them. See, one of the important things in life is that we have to learn to deal with conflicts. You, you look at Nehemiah, he's facing a conflict and see how he deals with it. He does not ignore that situation. Many times we ignore and run away. Many times we become silent. Being silent does not solve the situation. Ignoring does not solve the situation. You see what Nehemiah does. Immediately, he takes it in prayer. Immediately, he takes it in prayer. Sometimes, giving the right kind of answer to the person who is arguing against you is a good thing to do. Sometimes, praying about it is a good thing to do. We need to learn to deal with conflict. But, we run away from, but when we run away from conflict, when we are not ready to deal with conflict, that is when fear can come into our life. I want you to be aware of all these things. When we lose control over any situation, fear comes into our life. When we face an uncertain future, fear comes into our life. When we are not ready to deal with conflict, fear will come. And when we live apart from God's will, fear will have a hold of us. That is why it's so important, church, it's so important to live in the will of God. So important to do everything in the will of God because in the will of God there is boldness and there is courage to do everything. Apart from the will of God, there is only fear and then there is only uncertainty. But when you live in the will of God, it's a beautiful, it's a glorious life. Amen. I want to share a couple of things on how we can deal with fear. How we can deal with fear. And these are simple and very practical points and I would like you to take down notes and I'm, I'm sure you're doing that. I would like to take down notes and just reflect on this after the service. How do you deal with fear? The first way to deal with fear is that you have to grow in the knowledge of who God is. You have to know in the knowledge of who God is. Here's the truth. The more you know God, the lesser you will be afraid of any circumstance. Let, let me say that one more time. The more you know God, the lesser you will be afraid of any circumstance. You look at the Bible, the men who were fearless. 
you look at david he takes down a lion and a bear i i don't know what i would do you know if a lion came charging at me um obviously i can't fast run faster than the lion obviously you know you know it's it's a very difficult situation but you look at david when one of his sheep was attacked by the lion and the bear he was fearless he was fearless and the truth that we see and the, and what we can observe and learn is that the more you know god and this is something i want to be very specific many times we think okay coming to christ attending church is enough no it's not enough it's not enough let me tell you that just because you attend church week after week just because you're faithful in your giving it's not enough we have got to go to another level what is the other level we got to we've got to learn to know god more we've got to understand who is god what is his nature what is his character how does he work how does he speak what is how does he interact with his people we've got to learn about his character more and more the more you know him the lesser you will be afraid the more you know him you will become fearless for example you know you look at the life of daniel daniel's friends shadrach meshach and abednego it's a very famous story in uh, daniel chapter 3 verse 16 to 18 we read about these three men shadrach meshach and abednego who were sent to a to a nice cooler or a room with a good comfort no they were sent into a fiery furnace and the worst thing about this furnace is that even the even the soldier who went to throw them in the furnace died because of the heat he was not inside the fire he was outside the fire but died because of the heat but you see these three men did they die no and when nebuchadnezzar said you know what you're going to be put in the fiery furnace they said okay they did not they did not run in the opposite direction they were okay with it you know why these were men who followed god these were men who understood god so the more you know about god you will become fearless if you look at these verses in verse 16 shadrach meshach and abednego they reply saying oh nebuchadnezzar we do not need to defend ourselves before you if we are thrown into the blazing furnace the god whom we serve is able to save us what what an amazing statement that is he says the god whom we serve is able to save us if shadrach meshach abednego had had like a half baked or a partial knowledge of god they would not have said this statement they know who god is they know god they know that this is the god the god we serve yahweh is the one who split the red sea Yahweh is the one who protected from the Egyptians. Yahweh is the one who brought the 10 plagues. They know all the miracles, signs and wonders that God did. They had an understanding, a proper understanding of God, and that is why they say the God whom we serve is able to save us. And he, and and he they go on to say he will rescue us from your power, your majesty. you know you must understand how kings were in the in the old testament period because you know kings were often seen as like supreme leaders like someone who was on the level of god that is how people others of kings were uh, worship uh, looked at and treated they were like gods in the land so shadrach meshach and abednego is talking about their god to this so called god nebuchadnezzar look at what's happening they are saying the statement he will rescue us from your power nebuchadnezzar might have thought okay i am the most powerful king i can do anything i want with the sound of a drum i can make people worship me 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego say, He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. What a, what a statement. You know why they were able to say that statement? Because they knew God. When you know God, you can overcome any fear in your life. He, you can overcome any fear in your life. I do not know what you might be experiencing, but I believe truly that God wants you to get to know Him in a more intimate way. In this lockdown season, you know, we are at, we are at home with our families. And I pray that we would take some time off just to, you know, ponder over who God is. Just to, you know, come into this realization, okay, I worship a God. I worship the God who is the God of everything. And I, and, 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 we, and we must tell ourselves that I want to know him more. I want to go through the pages of the Old Testament and, you know, look at those verses, those stories, those narrators, and try to learn more about him. Because the, the knowledge of God, the more you know him, fear will grow lesser and lesser in your life. You see, as human beings, all of us have some kind of fear because we live in a fallen world. The only way, there are no five steps, there are no three steps to overcome fear. The only way to overcome fear is to know God. When you know Him as the Lord and Savior of your life, you will be sure of anything. I, I like this verse. I want to read this one more time. He... he Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they say, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us and he will rescue us from your power, your majesty. They're saying this to a man who thought he was supreme. They're saying, my God is more powerful than you. Nebuchadnezzar gets so angry. He gets so angry. He tells, tells his soldiers, you know, heat up the furnace seven times hotter. Make it even more hotter. Throw these men in. He threw these th three men. Jesus walked with them in the fire. And he proved that statement in front of all the people. You see what an amazing God we serve. We fear because we do not know God. Let me tell you that. Let me be honest. We fear because we do not know God. The Bible says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. They do not know me. How much is our knowledge of God? You know, when you, when you, when you understand God, His nature and in the way He works, even the biggest challenge, even the biggest mountain will seem like, a ha like an ash heap, like nothing to you. But when we do not know God, we will be gripped with so much of fear. It's not, it's not enough that we come to church Sunday after Sunday. It's not enough that we participate in some or the other way. No, it is really important that you and I get to know the character and the nature of God. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego met with this very fiery circumstance with the knowledge of God. And may we stand against every situation that comes in our life with the knowledge of who God is. When you know God, you can overcome anything. When you know God, you can overcome any kind of fear. Amen. That's the first point. Grow in the knowledge of who God is. Second point, if you want to overcome fear, if you want to overcome fear, here's what you have to understand. And this is a very important thing. You must understand that life is not in your control. If you go back and look at one of the things that I shared, uh, that is... 
one of the reasons why fear comes to us is because we lose control over something that we had in our life. We lose control over something that we actually had. And when it comes to life, we must understand that our life is not in our hands. Our relationships, marriage is not in our hands. It's in the Lord's hands. Now that doesn't mean that, okay, I don't have any responsibility, I can do whatever. No, it doesn't mean that. That's not what I'm saying. But rather, we must understand that everything that happens in my life happens because of God's ultimate will and purpose. Many times we think, okay, my family under my control, it has to be under my instruction, and every detail is something that I should know. <laughs> Sometimes we may think like that. And this is one of the lessons that I learned in, in business class in school. That is, the more you try to control something, the more you will lose control. Many times we try to control so many situations in life and when we lose control over it, we are afraid something bad will happen. If I don't say now, something bad will happen. The more we have this sort of feeling, fear automatically comes. But when we remind ourselves that my life is not in my hands, but it's in the hand of my God, we will be able to live in peace without any fear in our life. You look at what psalmist is saying. You look at Psalm uh, 14, sorry, Psalm 31 verse 15. Psalmist says like this, My future is in your hands. What is David's prayer? What is the psalmist's prayer? My future, Lord, is in your hands. You know, we must make this prayer every day just to remind ourselves of this truth that your life and my life is not in our control, is not in our hands. We may think, okay, my life has to go in the way I have planned. It's not going to go. Let me tell you that. If you're someone young, you know, just, you know, in your 20s or in your 23 right now and you're just planning every detail of your life, let me break this to you. Your life is not going to go as you have planned. It's not going to go because the reality is it is not in your hands. It's not in your hands. Sometimes, you know, we invest so much of time dreaming and, you know, imagining this is going to happen to me. And you're going to be met with a very disappointing situation because your life is not in your hands. What does Psalmist say here? He says, my future, my future is in your hands, is in your hands. The way to deal with fear is to develop this understanding that my life is not in my control. My life is not in my control. It is God who guides me. It is God who leads me. With that understanding, we will be able to overcome every fear in our life. Every fear in our life. The third point is this. I want to quickly go to the next point. The third point is this. And this is something that we sang about in worship. That is, I surrender. And I share as an exhortation that once we surrender, fear will leave our life. My life was a very hopeless one. And through the situations and the circumstance that I believe God allowed me to walk through. Almost went down the path of suicide. Through all the situations and all the circumstances, God has taught me this one lesson about surrendering life to Him. Because I was a person who had everything planned, everything mapped out for the next five years. But, but, I realized that all, those, all, all that planning, all these thoughts only fueled more fear. Because when I don't see one plan coming into action, it's like, oh, what's happening? Why is my life like this? And all such thoughts will come. 
I understood that the moment I surrendered to Christ, once I have surrendered, every fear is taken away. You may be facing a Red Sea-like situation, but when you surrender that situation to the Lord, and when you live, when you personally live a surrendered life, fear will leave. Because when you surrender, God takes over. When you surrender, He is your master. He is your leader. And you look at what Psalmist says, He leads me beside still waters. You may be walking through a, a, a fiery situation, but when you surrender yourself to Christ, He will lead you beside still waters. He will give you that calmness, that rest even in spite of every challenge that comes into your life, every fear that comes into your life. What it takes to deal with fear is to surrender yourself to the Lord. And it's not just one day, not just once upon a time when you went for the altar call. No, surrender every day before you go out. Say, Lord, I want to surrender my day to you. And when you come back home and you are about to sleep, say, Lord, I surrender this night into your hands. The more you surrender, you can live in boldness and courage. Fear will leave your life. The last point I want to share is this. How do you deal with fear? How do you deal with fear? Here's what you must do. If you want to deal with fear, fear God. The Bible says the fear of God is beginning of wisdom. The fear of God can do so many things in our life. Initially, I shared with you that there is a positive side to fear. There is a good side to fear, but also there's a negative side to fear. And the negative side to fear is what we were talking about. And if we have to overcome any fear in our life, if we have to overcome any fear, then we have to fear God. When we do this positive act of fearing God and, you know, following Him, worshipping Him, you know, giving Him that reverence, that worship that is due unto Him, the fear of God will eliminate fear of man. The fear of God will eliminate the fear of any situation or any circumstance. Fear of God will eliminate dangers, the fear that comes out of danger that you're facing. And if you're thinking, okay, you know what, I want, to, I want to overcome fear in my life. I want to overcome fear in my life. Here's what I encourage you to do. Here's what I encourage you to do. Grow closer to the Lord. Learn to fear Him. Learn to respect Him. Learn to serve Him. Draw closer to Him. Because the more you fear God, fear of man, fear of situations will leave your life. Leave your life. Amen. I don't know what you might be facing, but I truly believe the Lord wants you to overcome every fear that is plaguing your life today. Do not give the enemy a foothold in your life. Some of you are fighting over petty issues in your house. And I've shared this with you before. Many times you are fighting with your spouse or with your siblings or with your parents because there is a third person in your house that you do not realize. And when you're sitting all by yourself, thoughts come into your mind. Oh, he did, the, he did it like this. He said like this. He acted like this. How can he say that? All these thoughts will come into your mind. And you might think it's natural. No, it is someone feeding those thoughts. Because just as he is feeding you those thoughts, he's feeding the other person. And so even though both of you do not, do not speak for some time, you will be emotionally charged because of what you're hearing. And it's put in by a third person in your household. And one of the ways enemy takes over our house is when fear comes. When we are so afraid, when we are so shaken by the situation, the enemy finds a way in that fear. But when we 
grow in the knowledge of god when we know that our life is not in our hands and when we surrender our life to god and when we fear god more than anything fear of situation will never come into our life and as a result of that as a result of that the enemy will not have a foothold in our life our family will be able to be in peace even in the most chaotic situation because god is the one whom we fear not the situation not the circumstance i pray that church that all of us will put this all of us will put this into practice it's so important it is so important because as god's god's, god's people as god's children we sometimes lose you know a track of all these things sometimes you know we just you know given to the situation and we think it's normal no it's not normal please don't live in fear some of you have 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 you know are using fear as a comfortable place as a, as a comfort zone and and you may wonder how is that possible if you know if if you're someone who likes to lock yourself in a room and just sit in the corner and ponder over everything that's happening to you without sharing to anybody or without praying about it that shows that you've found a comfort spot in fear just imagine you know we we open with this passage about nehemiah when these when the stanbalad and uh, people come against him if nehemiah had locked him up in the room people who are there working would be wondering where is our leader what is he doing nehemiah never found a comfortable spot in fear never gave into fear but immediately responded with prayer because he was a man who feared god he knew that god can change the situation and that is why he saying hear us o god our god for we are despised when we look unto him when we ask him for help when we say god help us god speak to us god you know deal with our enemies god deal with every thought that is coming to me we will be able to overcome fear in our life fear in our life four things are shared with you how to deal with fear grow in the knowledge of god second know that life is not in your control second is surrender every day and fourth one is fear god because the fear of god will take away fear of any other situation in your life i want to pray for you right now i want to pray for you right now before we close i don't know what kind of fear might be plaguing your hearts I don't know what kind of fear might be plaguing your life today. If there is something then I encourage you. I encourage that you would that you would look unto the Lord and ask him. Master, help me to deal with every fear in my life. Help me to overcome fear of God. Help me to grow in the knowledge of who you are. Help me to understand that my life is not in my control for father for many years many years we have lived with this thinking that my life has to be in my control but remind me today o oh lord and every day that my life is not in my hands and father help me son and father help us to fear you more in any situation help us to revere you more help us to worship you more help us to walk with you more because we know lord when we walk with you your presence will eliminate fear of man fear of situation fear of any kind help us a lord to be doers of your people who do what the word says help us to put it into practice these things we have learned today 
and master thank you for speaking to us thank you for reminding us of your word thank you for reminding us of all these things even as we go about our day we pray that you fill us with your presence lead us guide us guard us and protect us we thank you we love you in jesus name we pray amen amen may the love of the father and the grace of our lord jesus christ and the sweet fellowship this never ending loving fellowship of the holy spirit be with each one of us for now and forevermore amen and amen and amen amen